Hello, my name is Blaze Bailey. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attack. Hey, what's up? This is Joey Z from Life of Agony. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens. This is Bobby Bliss from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is Dale Lorenzo from Hades, nonfiction, The Cursed, and my horrible solo music. You're listening to my boy Victor on Mars Attacks. Hey, this is Ron Bumble for Fall of Guns N' Roses, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. How you doing? This is Frankie Benali from Quiet Riot. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windorf of Monster Magnet, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Kiske talking, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Stilter, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, everybody, what's happening? This is John Bush, and you're cranking it up on Mars Attacks. Hey, what's up? This is Joey from A New Revolution, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. This is Beto Federick of Federmedian, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. should say that's fair to Midland who were part of this episode. We're going to have an interview with Darrow, the lead singer of fair to Midland and also from Joey, the lead singer of a new revolution before moving forward with episode 32 of the Mars attacks podcast. I do want to remind you people that are coming to us via blabbermouth or any other service that uh, does not post the links to the website. Just want to remind you that uh, you can download or listen to this specific episode directly from MarsAttacksRadio.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast directly from iTunes. Aside from that, if you want to listen via Blabbermouth or any other service similar, go right ahead. I have no issues with that whatsoever. Just glad to be able to get my name out there and get the music of bands that I absolutely love out there. That's why I really want to go out of my way to speak to uh, someone from Fair to Midland and Darrow was available. So 
it just all made sense. They do have a new album coming out in June. It is mentioned during the episode, and I just received information that they're going to start listening parties around the country, uh, around the U.S., I should say. Uh, received an invitation to go to the New York listening party. Unfortunately, being overseas in Spain makes it very difficult to partake and go to the actual listening party. Would love to do so, and, you know, uh, just from seeing the clips on their website and listening to the previous albums, it's, I mean, it's got to be a monster album, without a doubt. Uh, I've never been let down by the band before, and I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Uh, Like I mentioned, we also have uh, Joey Duenos from A New Revolution. Interviewed Frank, their bass player, a while back. I actually have an episode where I interview him and Robbie Crane of Rat. So it was a double bass player episode there. And it was pretty cool to be able to speak to Frank. And actually, Joey came on and did an ID in Spanish, which he did for me this time around as well for my Spanish shows, which are found at FusionSonica.com. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. New Revolution is still out there on tour. Got to speak to Joey about that and a few other things. Uh, There's really no timetable set on a new album, but it's still interesting to hear uh, the different stories that he had to tell regarding touring with... Uh, a new revolution, and with Un Loco, his previous band, and uh, that's pretty much it. Let's get into a track by a New Revolution, and then jump into that interview with Joey. I keep running away, still I find my way back home. All I can see is ashes falling from the stars. Yeah. 
anyway, when when we spoke the last time, you guys were out on tour. You're still out on tour. Yeah. <laughs> How has everything been going with all the various tours that uh, you guys have had going on? Oh man, dude, everything's going great. Everyone, you know, is each their own, you know, experience, man. And and, and you know, we're we're very fortunate to have been out this long. You know, I mean, since pretty much May nineteenth of last year. You know, so it's kind of like. You know, it's it is what it is, man. There's no rest for the wicked. You know, or we just started off on this new tour with Drawing Pool, and you know, we're three shows in. Uh, everyone's been sold out, and it's just been a, a great experience, especially being with the Drawing Pool guys again. You know, because they're they're old friends from back in the day and stuff. So, you know, the camaraderie, the brotherhood, is really really great. You know, that's that's awesome. Yeah, um, man. As far as the other tours that you've done so far, what are some of the bands that you had been playing with? Uh, we've been out with Hell Yeah, we've been out with Volbeat, we've been out with Seven Dust, Ten Years, um, we've been out with Taproot, been out with Hell Yeah again, uh, been out with Omeo. Uh, is there one memorable moment that you could focus in on and say, you know what, this, <laughs> this just really sticks out, or is there something that you can't mention at all? Uh, I could say playing probably the 98 Rock Fest, uh, the Christmas bash that they had in Kansas City and with Hell Yeah and that was sold out like 3,000 people and it was just insane you know okay. but so far I mean these last three dates with Johnny Pool have been taking the cake ah cool and when did you tour with them previously did you tour with them with the New Revolution or no in my, in my former band. band yeah okay. the previous band you know okay. we're old we're, we're old school guys we're OGs man <laughs> You're like Ice T all of a sudden. You're an OG. Yeah, dude, we're an OG man from back in the day, 2000, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, can can we um, look out for you in a white suit on the cover and some chick with a big blinged out set of earrings and a thong for the cover? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, dude. If that happens, that means I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> that means things are good. Cool. Um, and here's probably my most ignorant question of the interview, so I'll okay. mention this right up front. Um, you switched guitar players. I looked online, it said in 2010. Was that before uh, America came out, or was that after? Uh, it, was, it was before. It was right after we wrote and recorded the record that happened. We did the switch. Um, and then, but, uh, so Jay Frederick's actually been touring this whole time with us on, this, on the uh, America cycle. Okay. How different has it been uh, with him in the band? I mean, obviously, it's been almost a year since he's been touring with you guys, so I'm I mean, sure the... No no real big difference, you know? I mean, you know, the guy's a brother of ours, you know, now, and so it's like, you know, it's just kind of, it was a, it was a pretty easy transition, you know? And okay. you know, at the same time, you know, we're still really close with our former guitar player, you know? He just had other family priorities he had to kind of put in front of everything else, you know? And, but... Like I said, it's been an easy transition, and, you know, we just, it's like, just, okay, it's like, pick up here, go up there, and there you go. We didn't have to try too hard. Okay. Actually, my next question was close to what you just answered, but the, the question was, how difficult is it for a band uh, like yourselves trying to, you know, get your name out there to have to switch a member midstream? But from what you're saying, it was pretty simple, and there are no hard feelings with uh, your ex-guitar, so that pretty much answers that yeah man no, totally it, it's just you know it, it's it, it could be a difficult thing you know it could have been, right. been but it, it you know lucky for us it wasn't 
with your previous band, Unloco, obviously, you know, that band broke up. What did you bring from that band into a new revolution that you helped? Or let me say it to you this way. Uh, what experience did you gain in that band that you wanted to bring forward with a new revolution? Um, you know, being in that band, you know, uh, the experiences I have really taught me, you know, what it's like to be a touring musician, you know, a full-time musician, uh, you know, to be up there with the big boys playing, you know, doing it, you know. So, you know, what we brought to the table was was just that, you know, knowing knowing our knowledge of, like, how things work in the big time, you know, to 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 really, you know, get us focused on the things that we need to do to make this new project you know, this new band, you know, a success. Well, you know, we okay. took away from that, man. You know, I mean, we were green back then, you know, and it's like we just, you know, our eyes were open. And, you know, you just, you learn so much being on the road and dealing with record labels, dealing with, you know, radio people and interviews and et cetera, you know. So it's like getting into this band, it's kind of like, all right, I already know. You know, it's like applying for another job somewhere else. That's, it. That's about it, you know. Gotcha. How disheartening was it for you that that band couldn't make it to another level? Um, you know, it, it wasn't for me, you know, I mean, at that point okay. we were all pretty much done, you know, with, gotcha. you know, with it, you know, so it was kind of like, you know, all right, on to the next thing, you know, so, gotcha. but it's, it's funny that like, nowadays we're all still really close and we're, we're good friends again now, you know, but at that, at the, you know, at the, that time it's kind of like, I would rather just, I would rather be friends with those guys, you know, than to be in a band with them and not be friends with them. Right. You know, okay. I'd rather have that friendship over the the camaraderie in a band any day. Gotcha. Since you guys are still out on the road, do you do any writing while you're on the road, or do you wait till you get off the road to do that? Wait till you get off the road. Yeah, it's really hard, you know, because it's like you're just busy all day long, and, you know, we're not in the bus and, or anything. So it's just kind of like you get an idea for a song, and then you're like, okay, I got this idea, and right as it starts to flow, somebody comes over, like, hey, I need you to do this over here. Okay, so it's kind of broken thought, <laughs> right. you know, so it's it's a lot easier when you just sit in a room by yourself, and you know you have two months off to do nothing but write. Okay, so you haven't really sat down, you know, to figure out what direction the next album is going to go? Mm, no, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's in the hopper, you know, I mean, if you get a, you know, lately what we do is we get a riff, and and go, oh, it's a really, really cool riff. I mean, you don't want to lose this. You just grab your iPhone, record it, and then just leave it there. So, like, you know, you'll check them all when you get home. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you have any type of ETA as to uh, when you think a new album would be out or new material would be um, out? Well, we're shooting to start writing, hopefully in the fall, and then hopefully have a third record out in uh, spring. Okay. Still all through E1? Uh, Yeah. We're uh, we're just gonna probably try and tour up until September October. So we're just gonna keep trying, try to bang at it, you know. Keep the keep the word out there. Keep being visual, so that way when the next record comes out, it's gonna be you know, you know, all these okay. shows like all our touring is gonna, gonna be that much better, you know. Okay. And do you have other tours lined up after the Drowning Pool one, or uh, you guys... those are in, those are in discussion right now. Okay. No yeah. one you can disclose at the moment. Nothing right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just we hear we hear this. We hear we're submitting for this. We got this. You know. And so it's you know until I get those contracts in my hand, I don't believe it. Until it... <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. If you were to put a tour together with a new revolution, and you could take a current band that exists and a band from the past that no longer exists, what bands would you pick? Mm, let me see. I would have to currently right now. We'd love to take out. 
Stone Sour, probably, man. And from the past, I would love to take out, shoot, uh, if I could ever do it with Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> Being from Dallas, what other option w- w- would have come up? I mean, come yeah, on. right. <laughs> <laughs> that that even even if you would have answered something else, I would have had to have edited the interview to uh, to spare you plenty of hometown grief. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as uh, influences go, what was the first? artist or musician that you saw that made you want to pick up a mic and sing? Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne, wow. What uh, album did it for you? Uh, No More Tears, I believe. Huh, cool. I believe that one. And then then that got me into like Bark at the Moon and got me into all those, you know, like uh, the Ultimate Sin and stuff like that. Actually, I heard heard of Ultimate Sin like way before, you know, No More Tears or whatever, but I, when I saw Ozzy, I saw him on the Retirement Suck store. So, like, right. seeing, you know, visually seeing somebody doing something, that that's kind of when it clicked on me. Right. I got you. And you'd actually been able to uh, tour with him previously. Yeah, I have. What was that like? That was awesome, man. He was a cool dude and, you know, really treated us well and, and, and just, you know, it was a, a blessing to, to meet the guy. You know, and hang out and sit there with the whole band and just like, you know, right like five minutes before they go on stage and stuff. It's kind of like something I will take away, and, you know, with me to my grave. Huh. That's uh, pretty cool. So as far as far as touring and the writing of the album, is there anything else uh, in the plans for the band? I saw that you guys are working on a, a new website as well or a new website's being developed. What, uh, what else is going on with the band that we could uh, mention? Just- just that, brother. You know, I mean, just we're plugging away, man. Doing what bands do best, you know. And bands only do two things, right? Records and tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're telling you're telling me nothing else happens in between. So all these nothing tales about happens. all this mischief and happens. everything else is all bullshit. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of shit that goes on, yeah. But <laughs> you know, between that and maybe taking a couple of vacations here and there, that's about it, man. <laughs> Where should people go to check out information on the band? The only two things that are available right now, the two most powerhouses are www.facebook.com backslash a new revolution and www.myspace.com backslash a new revolution. Hey, what's up? This is Joey from A New Revolution, and you're listening to Mars Attacks.
chest But like a cigarette it burns and stings with every breath I grab my cheek to stone, I put my tongue to roll Every word that I'm thinking I lost my head in a hole, I lost my heart in my soul With every word that I'm bleeding I keep begging my, I keep begging my Head Against the Wall by A New Revolution. Both the tracks that I played by the band come off of their great album, I America. Check it out. They're both on, or they're both, Jesus. They're, they're off of the release that they put out there with E1 Music. And um, great track, especially the first one. I really love Ashes from Stone, a track that uh, I started playing when I interviewed Frank and have consistently played it since then. So definitely check that out. Moving forward, uh, we're going to get into the interview with Darrow from Fair to Midland, a really unique band. And um, what I'm going to do is similar to the segment that we did with Joey, start things off with a track by the band. And uh, this is the single off of the last album, or at least the first single that uh, a lot of people know. This is Dance of the Manatee by... Fair to Midland. Take a little dive into the shallow and spy what do you see? I see the tortoise in there in a red race And if it's a good glove under my sleeve Just went to that their heads are the heaviest in operation You still have a lost imagination You can hear them out the whole ending Just what you want Put your mouth where your money is One of the birds of a feather that clever If I knew I'd keep locked, that's a given Just wait till then Their heads cast shadows like skyscrapers Still small enough to fit out their asses To put it all into perspective With definition
I saw a quick tease up on the uh, website of video that uh, had some of the recording process, and it looked like there was a uh, good team effort going on there. Uh, there, there was, and a, and a, uh, a lot of recording. You're probably referring to uh, the guitar solo and Amarillo sleeps on my pillow. Uh, where we wanted to use a specific sort of raw pedal, we wanted to use a pot box, uh, yeah. and wanted to overdump, overdump some, uh, some of the guitar lead, uh, during the, uh, last chorus. And, uh, what we had with Don was working the raw, I was working the pot box, and of course, Chris was playing the solo. So, trying to make all that work in unison and just a couple of tries, but I think we got it, it sounds good. Look pretty cool in the video. First time I've ever seen anything like that. You know, usually see the talk box with just the guitarist there. Uh, yeah, it was a temperamental wall, and it was a temperamental talk box, too. So we had to get the styrofoam cup for the talk box. Um, the, the wall had some shorts in it, but we wanted to use that wall. So it was, it was really strange, like a, basically a... Uh, it goes back to what I've always said anyway. We're not talented or resourceful, so that kind of came into play doing that. The other thing that I found interesting is that you had uh, 15 rumored uh, album titles up on the site. Uh, do, you, do you find a lot of like bogus titles out there on the web? Um, I, I, personally, I, I don't really check the web. I'm pretty insensitive to read half the shit that's out there. And uh, whether it's good or bad, um, but I, I did hear that. I did hear there was just a crazy amount of tentative titles for the albums, uh, which is fun. Uh, a couple of them I heard, and I really weren't that bad. <laughs> They're pretty far out there, so I guess I could see why some people might actually think they might have been legit album titles for us. <laughs> okay, um, I saw in Wikipedia though, and. Uh, they're not exactly the most reliable source out there, that yeah. uh, the album was going to be called Arrows and Anchors. Is there any validity to that title? That is true. That is true. We just uh, just recently came out saying that, it, that that will, in fact, be the title of the record. What did you guys set out to do with this album that you may have not done in the past? <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't really set out to... to to write any kind of album or write any kind of music. It just, uh, what we wound up with was uh, just heavy and dark and desperate. And it was definitely the heaviest album we've ever done. And uh, just a bitter, angry, dark record. With some, I guess, well, I guess uh, progressive undertones and all kinds of other influences that come through from country to blues, you know. Okay, and you guys chose to work with uh, Joe Baresi this time around. Yes, sir. What made you want to uh, work with him? Was it any of his previous work, or was he one of a bunch of different producers you were going to choose for the album? Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously did have a lot. I mean, I just wanted to write just a little bit more of a straightforward rock album. Uh, um. But, but first and foremost, we want to work with people who approach us so we, we know that they're sincerely interested in the project. And he is one of the producers who reached out to us and continues to reach out to us and continues to let us know over and over, hey, I want to do this, I want to do this. So, uh, I mean, that's what, 
that was the selling point for us. He's uh, interested in him, and he's sincere interested in him. Okay, and what has he brought to the project? Um, well, uh, he, he is a performance producer, and that um, he doesn't want to do. Uh, and this is what we wanted, and this is what we expected. He doesn't. He, he doesn't want to do multiple takes. He doesn't. He, he, he doesn't want it over the top policy. He wants it to be, uh, I mean, still produced and have good production value, but at the same time, it'd be raw. And finding a happy medium between those two is just fucking ridiculous. But to try to, to capture both those elements, so that's that's what we wanted, and that's what Luigi does. So that's what uh, that's another reason why we chose to go with him, and that's what he brought to the table is the, the, the happy medium between performance and polish. You know. Cool. Cool, yeah, and especially since most of the reviews that are out there, or I should say some of the first things that I ever heard about the band were just how raw and how great the live performance is. So to bring that to an album is probably, you know, the absolute best to try and, and you know, get your sound out there to people. We're hoping so. That's what, that's what we're hoping for. Okay. And in an industry where... There's so much parody going around with bands all sounding alike, with singers all sounding alike. You sound completely different to anyone that's out there. Um, how hard has it been for you guys as a band to maintain that unique sound without having labels, you know, wanting to put, you know, their touches on the band or wanting to point you in a specific direction? Uh, you know, I think for the most part, people understand that we're doing the only thing we know how to do. It's not, it's not different and strange because we necessarily want it to be different and strange. It's different and strange right. because it's the only way I know how to sing, which I'm not the best singer. I just do the best with, I just do the best with what, you know, what I have, and uh, there's always room for improvement. But um, we write the only kind of music we know how, and it is, you know, it, it's. It's sincerely strange. It's sincerely different, and and there, there's always been a lot of bands and musicians out there who have set out to write strange music, and it comes out it, it, it's pretentious and pompous to me. So that's that's one of the few things I think we actually have going for us is we are sincerely strange individually and as musicians. We are right. really strange and different different bands. I mean, and it's not it's not it's not like we're doing anything that different. It's just it. it not hard to stand out nowadays, you know. It's right. Really, it's, it's not. It's not big bragging rights for us to say that we're different, and it doesn't take much. No, I, I think that's. You just hit the nail right on the head. Where, you know, if you hear, you know, a fair to to Midland song, you know, it's you guys. It's it's not you know, the same homogenized bullshit you <laughs> normally hear on the radio as, as we're saying in, you know, so, uh, yeah, no, my pleasure. Anything again, as I mentioned at the top of the, uh, before we started taping, anything we can do to get something, you know, original or different out there, you know, it's my pleasure to do anything that we can to lend a hand. So you want to get to you. Well, as as long as I'm breathing, I'm still gonna be carrying that flag, my friend. I I, 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 I know that my tastes aren't the uh, the most popular or whatnot, but 
that's just what what I do. So, right. can you pinpoint one person that uh, that sort of lit that spark under you to make you want to sing? It was probably um, a guitarist clip. I was originally the bass player, and I didn't. Uh, I, I really didn't want to be the singer. And like I said, I, I really don't think I'm that good of a singer. I do the best what I can, and I'm still learning a lot. Um, but we tried out, uh, you know, half a dozen to a dozen people and didn't find anybody, and he kept pushing me to try to do it, and I uh, wound up buying uh, a phone tape, which uh, I still regret to some extent to this day, but uh, <laughs> a lot of responsibility, and it was too much sometimes. Um, yeah, I went out and bought the, this little Boss 8-track, and sat there and sent Unity just recording my voice and listening to it back and listening to what I hated and what I could tolerate and trying to improve on what I could tolerate. And, um, you know, had it, had it not been for just the terrible things he tried to hunt and just being tenacious about me trying it, uh, I, I probably wouldn't be behind the microphone. I, I know I wouldn't. Okay. I, I can definitely, uh, understand where you're coming from because when I do these interviews I tend to rip my voice apart and try to edit as much of it out as possible. So. Yeah, I'm a terrible interviewee so anything you can do uh, to make me sound any more interesting or articulate please feel free. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I should be much better than I am. <laughs> well, <laughs> believe me, I... <laughs> Believe me, I listened back to the uh, interviews and half the times I think, shit, sounds like I had to stick up my ass when I was talking to that person or the other person, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's either that or, or I tend to uh, listen back and hear where I tried to ask a hard question and, you know, my voice starts to uh, choke up or I sound like a, a giddy little schoolgirl, so. <laughs> Um, how difficult has it been for you guys having to switch labels on a few different occasions? Has that fed the band to, you know, want to achieve more to sort of prove, you know, to the various labels maybe what they're missing out on? Or uh, is it just business as usual for you guys? I, 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 I mean, uh, we're too stubborn to quit. We definitely haven't quit yet. But there has been absolutely nothing easy about this problem, like it has taken us four years, we've gone through different booking agents, we've gone through management, and we've switched from two other labels. And then, and that's another reason why it's taken us four years to try to figure all that out, how we're going to get back on our feet, how we're going to be able to afford to do this, and independently, like financially, independently financially, and, and, and the band as well, like, it's been a, a constant struggle, and I think the record totally reflects just that, that sense of desperation and uh, uh, just kind of doing that, that push and pull that, that comes with this industry. And, uh, I mean, we're, we're always going to want to make better music and always want to make better and stronger albums than the previous one. You know, we, would, we wouldn't do it. I thought if I didn't think this album was better than the last, I wouldn't put it out. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's definitely uh, been hard. I don't think it's made us uh, 
stronger necessarily. I, I mean, like I said, we're very tenacious. I think more than anything, it's made us better. And from from what you're describing too, I mean, obviously, it's fueling a lot of emotion into the new album. Absolutely, absolutely. What is the silliest subgenre that's been pegged on the band? Yeah, again, I, I, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I, I, more often, like more than anything else, we get progressive folk rock. Uh, which uh, I can live with that. I mean, we have no control over what genre we're going to be thrown in anyway. We have, I mean, there's five of us, and you know, we're going to have five days and a So obviously, they, 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 the one they've got a better grasp on what we sound like because we have no fucking idea. And I think there's just more of them. So whatever they say is going to stick more than what we have to say. It means that there's only five of us. You know, and I, I really haven't heard any. Uh, I had a guy tell me the other day we were acid metal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get some sort of psychedelic metal. Um, actually, I, uh, because sometimes my vibrato is out there, I actually heard somebody call us Statecore one time. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> my crazy vibrato sometimes. And then uh, our drummer came up with a good one that I think fits our name, and he just called us Meteocore. If you were able to put a package together that uh, Fair to Midland would be playing on, and you were able to take a current band and a band that no longer exists, what bands would uh, you select? Shit, you know, I get asked this question, and each time before an interview, I mean to sit there, sit there and think about my answer, and I still have yet to do it. A current band. Let's see, and then one that's, one that's already gone and uh, and just gone and dead? Sure. But gone yeah, and dead. I don't know of a, I'm so out of touch with music right now. I mean, I wouldn't, I would, I would love to do a show with maybe, uh, I don't know, like, uh, just a good band that's out right now. Um, shit. Um, I wouldn't mind sharing a stage with like Queens, uh, Queens of Stone Age. No, uh, hell, we could get a we could get Queens of the Stone Age and Queens. I think I think that would pretty much sell itself, wouldn't it? And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I, I, we would get our asses handed to us on the stage, but uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, that might be a pretty good one. That 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 would definitely be a kick-ass combination. <laughs> I'll stick with that for now until I can come up with a better one. <laughs> no, well, that, that's that's actually pretty cool and, and unique. Those are uh, two bands that I absolutely love, and it's usually, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people pull up the usual classics, you know, Zeppelin or Pantera or things like that. So to hear someone mention Queen is absolutely awesome in my opinion. Yeah, we, uh, if we did the show, I'd definitely quit singing, but I could, I'd still have Dragon Rides. Where can people go to find out about the band? Um, there's always, I mean, of course, the website, com and Facebook and Twitter and all that necessary crap that's out there. Um, follow us on all the, the standard, you know, my state and all that, all that thing. Find out what's going on. 
Uh, I mean, really, I, it, it's, uh, it, it's pretty low-key right now that we're just doing everything we can to build up to the album release. I mean, there'll be a lot more going on. We'll have small little pieces of videos of us still being uh, in the studio and recording some of the songs uh, on, on our, uh, like our Nova site, uh, which people can sign up for to, to see some of the studio footage and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, all, all, all the basic ones. Okay. And when can we expect the album? June 10th. June 10th, June okay. June 10th, finally. And that will be four years and three days. See the June 7th? Oh, it's June 7th. I'm sorry. June 7th, not June 10th. And the last June one 7th. came out. No, I'm talking about the last one came out June 10th. This one comes out June 7th. So they're almost exactly four years apart. This is Dodo Sutteris of Dodo Midland, and you're listening to Mars Shine, confused for a blueprint 
Parade Brigade. Absolutely love that song. Have been playing that song. Have been playing the crap out of that song since the album came out. Fables from a Mayfly, What I Tell You Three Times is True. Very cool album. Check it out. And before going any further, I want to thank both Joey and Daryl for coming on the show. want to thank Bill Meese from E1 for helping set everything up. Check out all of the tracks and albums that I discussed during this episode. Again, support the bands that you love. And uh, even if you just go to iTunes and buy a track or two, you know, something is something. Something's better than nothing. So, um, just want to remind you once again, you can download or listen to this episode from MarsAttacksRadio.com. You can also subscribe to it via iTunes. Also, remember that we do have the Twitter account. We have the Facebook group and the MySpace page. You can get to all of those via MarsAttacksRadio.com. The homepage has links to all that stuff on the right-hand side. Also, remember to check out Mark Striegel Radio. Stream A is programmed, or at least I help program Stream A is what I should say. I have various episodes of Mars Attacks Radio up there. Episodes normally debut Thursdays, been sort of tied up with a few things that I'm working on haven't been able to put out as many episodes as I'd like. We're going to try to get something up there today. And um, as far as the big news are concerned, just keep checking back to MarsAttacksRadio.com. We will be releasing information little by little about something special that is coming to Mars Attacks Radio and to FusionSonica.com. We'll have more on this within the next few days, and little by little, we'll be filtering out names of people that will be involved in what we're putting together. And I do think that a lot of you people will be happy once you see what what we're planning on doing, and once you see who's involved and what this is going to be all about. I'll leave it at that, but... Come back to MarsAttacksRadio.com and you'll find more about this uh, around April 1st. And from there from there going forward, there will be information going out little by little. And we'll leave it at that. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, just send me an email to Victor at MarsAttacksRadio.com. All comments are welcome. So if you want to... Uh, call me Jimmy or or throw some sort of fish sticks uh, joke at me, you're more than welcome to do so. So uh, that's pretty much it. What we're going to do is wrap the episode up with a track by a group that uh, Darrow mentioned. Uh, Interesting that Joe Baresi is going to be producing the album or has produced the album He's also worked with this group in the past, none other than Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, Let's go back and play the title track off of Songs for the Deaf to wrap things up. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on Mars Attacks Podcast. A song for the deaf that is for you.
You're dead! 